Hi everyone, this is Selena and Alexia with Hot Takes. Hi guys, so for our first episode today, we are going to be focusing on skincare and Selena and I are not together right now. We are doing this over Zoom because of scheduling conflict, but we're really excited to go into this topic because we think that this is something that everyone can relate to, whether you're a guy, a girl, um, it just affects everyone one way or another. So breakouts are normal and there is a lot of focus right now in the media regarding perfect skin. Mm -hmm, I agree. So that includes like using harsh products that sometimes your skin doesn't even need, but it's the media influencing. For example, I know um, Panoxyl, they had like their um, benzoyl peroxide, like acne foam, foam wash. And I've heard like it worked wonders for people, but then it also... Um, made it even worse for some people. Yeah, no, I think there's like, yeah, I think there's like this big kind of rush for people. Like as soon as you see that your skin is kind of maybe going through like hormonal changes or, you know, you just see something that's like unusual, you just want to act on it with like super strong, like chemicals and stuff. And like, that's not always the best course of action because maybe it'll give you like short-term you know, an, a short-term effect, but in the long run, I feel like that's actually really taxing on your skin. Exactly, and I've had personal experience using some of these products. Like I use the Mario Bades- Badescu. Oh yeah, the drying the drying lotion, and honestly, like it did nothing for my skin. It just made it like hurt even more. I didn't necessarily have a huge breakout with it, but. I've like noticed like a few pimples a pop here and there, but it wasn't yeah. like something very severe. But it's just from my personal experience, guys. Do your research and go to like a dermatologist because they have more knowledge than just you browsing the internet. For- yeah. On on that note, I remember when I was younger. I like didn't know much about skincare. This was like around middle school. And then all of a sudden I started getting just like texture and I started getting breakouts everywhere and like scarring. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to do because like my mom, for example, she, she had like kind of blessed quote unquote skin and she never really had breakouts growing up and stuff. So she couldn't like really relate to me. And when I would like go I guess to Sephora and stuff I, I was a kid right like I didn't know what to look for what was going to help my skin what wouldn't so I it was literally just years and years of me doing more harm than good to my skin before I realized like okay I need to do my own research and like really know what I'm putting on my skin instead of just blindly trusting like a, a product exactly. so that was like definitely like a big it took a while for me for right. like that stage, but I definitely think it's so worth it to just really just put in some time to like know what you're putting onto your skin because everyone's skin is different. What works for one person definitely will not always work for another. So exactly. Yeah. And then also during that time we're going through like hormonal skin changes. So with the products that you're choosing, you have to be like very careful. 
because mm-hmm. we're go our body is going through puberty. You know, puberty happens to everyone. It's yeah. a, it's a normal phase that we that we all go through because we're maturing into young adults. Yeah. And I feel like using those products on your skin without proper research can just worsen it because you have to know that like the insides of your body is also changing yeah oh that's actually uh like a actually really big point I think I don't think we realize how much like we're so focused on like the outside like oh our skin Mm -hmm. like what's happening but really like so much is going on internally too like I honestly didn't even like take that into mind until like like quite recently like you know what I mean like right you just don't think about it right exactly yeah okay moving on to the to like social media skincare so mm-hmm. we all know Instagram we all know TikTok and we see those perfect images of people mm-hmm. right on, yeah right on our for you page right on on our Instagram search feed and then but what we don't realize is how much work goes into those photos behind the scenes like I was on TikTok the other day and I saw this girl doing like a skincare routine on like her skin but then here's the thing she had like the most crystal clear perfect skin but then people in the comments were like hyping her up saying like oh my gosh like you know I'm running to the store to get those products like right now and like you know my bank account's gonna go broke because of you now and I'm just like you know like yeah and then when I click on her, she has like millions of followers. Like clearly she has enough money to afford a dermatologist. And it's just, people need to realize that there's so much work that goes behind a photo or behind a video before taking action and going out there. And I agree. I think that's like the whole like social media, like part about like skincare and being comfortable in your own skin. It's like, it's probably one of the most like I guess it makes just it just makes you very like self-conscious I feel like because like of course when we see a picture we don't automatically look at it and we're like oh that's photoshop and then that's like this filter that's this filter like I'm good right like that that just doesn't happen instead we're just like wow like that's really amazing skin like I have not seen this girl have one bad day like you kind of think more like that and I don't know like I think especially with like TikTok like you said with like the whole beauty filter stuff and then like Instagram and then there's photoshopping like like every photo and video on social media is like the best foot forward like someone puts of themselves and I feel like when when people see like especially like those I guess influencers or like micro influencers on TikTok when they post like their skincare routine and stuff and they have like perfect skin and you look at their routine I mean this is just what I think like I'll be looking at their routine and I'm like this is interesting because it's not exactly a conventional skincare routine you know what I mean like they'll be like oh I wash my face with like dove soap and maybe that does work for people but then at the same time like there'll be all these like tips and tricks that they do that aren't exactly conventional to people who maybe have more skin problems or like their skin doesn't react the same so I feel like social media can actually be very, I guess, dangerous when you're like, at least for like mental health, when you're thinking about like all these things, like it's just one of those things I feel like. Right, exactly. I totally agree. 
And then that leads into our topic of mental health regarding skincare. So mm-hmm. this often leads to like a comparison between yourself and everyone around you. And trust me, I've been through this and I'm still to this day, like when I go on Instagram and I see someone who looks so perfect and I just think like, wow, like, you know. I yeah, give, you kind of, you kind of I would, I would like... give anything. I would give anything to be this person for a day. Mm-hmm. But then I realized like, you know, that I'm sure they have insecurities too, but then no one wants to post like their bad days or their, exactly. or their down days. Like that's the whole point of social media. Like you want to post the best part of you, which sometimes could be dangerous because people don't realize, especially the younger audience, like people who are younger than us who don't really have the knowledge yet to see this like point of view. So I just think it is a lot more harder on the younger audience. So if we can use social media to promote good and bad things, I think the media will be a lot more healthier for people. Yeah, I, th- I think with what you're saying, like there needs to be more transparency and like right. some creators are actually like really good about it. Like I remember, I think like earlier this morning, I was just scrolling on TikTok and there was this one TikToker um, I think she goes to like you Miami or something, but she always does like those makeup and skincare, like get ready with me videos. And she is like so transparent about her like acne journey. And honestly, I think like everyone needs more of it because she'll get comments about like, oh, your skin looks perfect, this and this, but she like kind of addressed it saying, look guys, like I have the beauty filter on, I put my hair so that it covers like that side of my face and stuff. And I think like, that's very commendable because like, you know, it's so easy to get lost in like the kind of like the filters and everything that are there, but we don't really like take into account most of the times when we see these pictures. Right. But in terms of like the whole mental health thing and like, um, how it how like we compare ourselves with people around us for me I remember um when I was younger I would like I would also kind of like cover try to cover my hair cut try to cover my face with my hair and like I would be like very self-conscious about like taking photos and stuff where like my if my skin was very bad on one side and I honestly think like me comparing myself happened more because like a lot of my friends like puberty looks different on everyone I I feel like like when you go through hormonal changes what you are going through probably looks different than like what your friend is going through if that makes sense right yeah because like I would have like really bad skin but my friends wouldn't right but they would still be going through kind of the same hormonal changes I was but it just like looked different on them exactly exactly and then this leads and then this leads to being very self-conscious and I know I've definitely been through that phase mm-hmm. that I would wear like makeup to school I remember going to school wearing so much foundation on I I would kick my face in foundation in fact me too and, yeah and I would contour really really heavy and then I would just basically go out go out full glam mm-hmm. even though sometimes it doesn't really seem like seem like it because I, I'm still not a makeup expert, but that was like my idea of full glam. And mm-hmm. 
for not wanting to take pictures. Oh my gosh, that affects me so much even to this day that if I just don't look good, I'm I'm worried more about what the audience is going to view me instead of mm. how I'm going to look. So okay. that's why when I see like photos of myself, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I don't, I do not look good in this. And yeah, people would be like, what? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, I, I would have never noticed it. And like, you look great. But then I was always thinking in my head, like, you know, maybe people are just trying to be nice and they don't want to like say anything to hurt your feelings. But it's like genuinely like people have went up to me and said, like, there are so many insecurities that I, that I have, but like people just don't even like take notice of it. I'm just like, but maybe that's just my personality because I worry a lot about what mm-hmm. others think of me. So yeah, but I think with what you're saying, like I agree because I I feel like there are so many things that we notice about ourselves that other people don't. And honestly, like I fully agree with that. But I do think at the same time, like it's like you're allowed to feel like self-conscious right. about things or that. But like right. at the same time, like, you know, it it does kind of suck when like if you think about it, like all this, you know, like self-consciousness and like these thoughts are like worrying us so much and like affecting our mental health so much when like half the time people don't even notice that, you know what I mean? So it's really right. just like us just right. in I our th- heads about it. Yeah, I read an article about this, apparently, apparently, like our human eye, and then our brain just like mentally tells us like, there's, I don't know, there's some kind of hormone or something in our brain, and mm-hmm. then something in our human eye that naturally, like thinks this way of ourselves, like we see things that other people don't That's see. That's interesting. I mean, we're, we are our biggest critics. So. Right. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense, though. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I just think to kind of wrap up this topic that one, there needs to be more transparency among people who have platforms that reach like all ages, you know, like starting from, I don't know, like elementary school all the way to adulthood. Like I just think, especially when we're at like that elementary slash like middle school age, I felt like that was probably the most interesting time of my life I would say like I don't want to say it was good or bad because it was a mix of both but I think that's where all these like skin you know self-consciousness and stuff hit me the most at that point so I definitely feel like the creators out there who you know they they need to realize like yes they're posting good content in a way but like what's going on in the other side of it so I definitely think that's a big thing, transparency. And I also just feel like talking about it more and like just casually too. Like, I feel like so many times, like, like even recently for me, like I was talking with a friend and she was like, she was talking about her skin as if it was like this like burden on her. And I was like, it's not, you know like what I mean? Like what you're going through is completely normal. Not everyone may go through it exactly how you are, but like, you shouldn't kind of look down on it in a way like it's perfectly fine right so yeah that's how I feel about it I I totally agree okay so moving on to global skincare toxic trends Mm -hmm. so 
I'm Asian and I don't know if you've heard of this, but in Asian countries, typically they like skin to be very pale. I'm mm-hmm. not a very pale person. I'm pretty tan and that's just how I'm naturally built, naturally am because of my genes. Both of my parents are pretty tan as well. So I just, I just inherited that tan from them. Mm-hmm. And then I remember going back to uh, um, China because I'm Chinese and all my relatives would say, oh my gosh, like you look so tan, like you don't even like look, look like us anymore. And wow. at the time, like it didn't really take it. I was like, okay, you know what? Like whatever. But like looking back now, I'm just like, like I get it's like a cultural thing there. So I can't mm-hmm. really like blame them 100%. It's just, you know, our surroundings definitely have an effect on the way people think. But it's just kind of, kind of like, why does it have to be pale? Like, I think tan is, tan is great. Tan is, being tan, being tan is like amazing because it's like, I, I always feel like I I have a natural glow to me. Mm So that, that's just my experience with the whole wanting to be pale. Yeah. Um, for me, so I'm South Asian, right? So I'm from Nepal and there, I guess the more like common like distinctions between the general population is either you have more like East Asian features and like the paler skin and stuff, or you have kind of the opposite of that, if that makes sense. Um, and so for me, I remember my mom telling me like when I was born and like people were coming to see me and stuff like distant relatives, like all that. One comment that someone made was like, oh, thank goodness she's pale. She looks so adorable. But like, okay, okay. Like, like, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like what? And I think for me, like, I, so both my parents, I guess, are more on the paler side, like my mom's side, especially, like, they're definitely more paler. um, And they don't exactly like, it takes a lot for them to get tan in the sun. If if you know what I mean? Um, My dad, I would say tans a little bit more easily, but generally, they're both a little bit more on the paler side. Um, And I don't know, I just remember, like, as a kid, like, always hearing, like, oh, like, you know, like, you look too tan, or like, um, so it was not always directed to me, because I didn't always live in Nepal, I, like, traveled and, like, lived in other countries, so I wasn't always, like, in the middle of that, but um, I do remember, like, you know, people saying, like, oh, she got so, like, I guess, darker, and, like, it would, it would be, like, very snide comments, but, like, no one can really say anything, because it's, like, that's just how it is, and it sucks, but, like, you know, it's just, like, one of those things, so I definitely think, like, it's a very big culture aspect as well, and specifically, I remember, I want to say I was, like, in my freshman year of high school, and I was looking at this documentary about 
how in, I think it was the Philippines, how they have like this, it's illegal technically by law, but it's like these skin lightening creams. And the problem with them is that they have very, very high amounts of, I think, mercury in them or some sort of chemical where it is just extremely toxic for you. But it does make your skin lighter. And it is huge, especially like, I don't know if you've heard, but like, like fair and lovely and stuff like that. Like, even in Nepal, like there'll be ads about like skin lightening creams, like on billboards and stuff. Like it's, right. it's a huge, huge business. Yeah. I exactly. think that's a big problem, but. And then in some like countries, like in East Asia specifically, they have like skin lightening surgery, like cosmetic, like full really? surgery. It's, it's probably wow. even like, stronger than the creams to be honest. And it's like, yeah. it's literally like taking your skin tone from like one level. So like all the way down to, I guess, snow white pale that's crazy and like I just think it's like why do we have to why do we have to like think like this you know like just embrace your natural skin color because it's like what you were given from your parents from your ancestors and you know life's too short just to be worrying about your skin Mm -hmm. you know that's just yeah my motto life is too short to, to just worry about your skin because trust me you're the more not in my opinion the more natural you let yourself you let yourself like shine then I think as you age you know your beauty is gonna is gonna expand even more that's just mm-hmm. that's just what I'm saying like of course you know like makeup and, and you know good skincare is you know part of what as humans we love to do to make ourselves even more beautiful uh-huh. but at the same time I think it's more of like the surgery aspects where I'm just like mm, maybe yeah of course like if, if you personally think okay surgery is going to make me feel better then of course like go for it but I just think you know we only get one life so might as well just embrace ourselves more and love yeah. and be kinder to ourselves I agree I think the origins of all this is more interesting to me like why does this still affect our society today because I know that at least in like Asian countries um like back then um I don't know how many maybe like hundreds of years ago but the kind of upper class more wealthy society would have generally have paler skin because they were inside while people from the lower classes were working out in the fields and labor so there was kind of this like indication that if you had darker skin or more tan skin you it kind of like associated what your class was like if you had darker skin you were probably of a lower class or a working class because of that it's so deeply rooted into these nations and into these societies that having like a very large scale change is something that is going to take a while but we need to start somewhere exactly and you know what's actually funny the west kind of contradicts this oh my god oh my gosh so in the west everyone wants to be tan basically Mm -hmm. kind of like 
Kardashian Tana would say all of our beauty standards are very much inspired by the the Kardashians right now Mm -hmm. and I know like some girls in order to not be pale they would not use sunscreen when Mm, they're tanning on the yeah they would get spray tans like 24 7 I've known people personally who who've done that and I'm just like but but guys like you know our skin is still like a living thing like on our body we have to protect it to because when we get older like we don't want to get like yeah and we don't want to get sunspots or anything like that Mm -hmm. and I mean skin cancer (laughs) but with the whole like sunscreen thing like that was such a big I guess culture shock for me with how like intense it was to like be tan here and like use the um fake tanner the like mousse foamy thing and like you know just kind of keep up with that and then like also um like you were saying like when people would go out to the beach or even like on super hot and sunny days in the summer like like no one would wear sunscreen and I'm and I remember thinking like you can still get tan with sunscreen but it just blocks the like dangerous you know UV rays and the you know the bad stuff that you don't want so but I don't know like I thought that was really interesting when I came here because it's just the complete opposite of what used to so with kind of that the more I guess walking on thin ice part about all this is where you kind of get into whole the whole like black fishing part of it and how some people will excessively tan or excessively put artificial tanning on their bodies to the point where it does look like they're a completely different race and I know that there's a lot of it's a controversial topic because like you mentioned before changing our skin tones would be like kind of completely different race I think definitely that stirs up a lot of controversy especially um here in the west and people want to be more tanner and Mm -hmm. I just think like of course like choose if you want to be tan of course that's a great thing like go for it but it's it's like to a point where I think it's Mm -hmm. kind of much in a way yeah I agree like how do you know like when it's too much and how do you know like when what you're doing is kind of not being true to yourself in a way because I know some people who just do it to kind of have that glow or maybe you know like for me personally I remember when I was younger I'd do a little bit on my legs because I would have um like my veins would show and I wasn't really fond of it so I would like sometimes put like um fake tan on my legs right nothing too crazy but just to kind of even out my skin tone like stuff like that I think when it's more on that level of it I you know I honestly just think it's like a very innocent thing to do but there are people who do kind of have the intention of completely changing their identity in a way like you said and it goes to kind of black fishing or like just like just completely changing how you look and like one that must be a lot of upkeep but two I also think that it can have a lot of negative connotations to it where you know you may be kind of walking on thin ice because of it and stuff so yeah it's definitely like a touchy subject like 
like where do you draw the line with this I think that's the big thing right right exactly so more of the story for for this like just just don't try to fit into the beauty standards too too much because at the end of the day if you were on like the east side you would have to be pale if you're on the west side you have to be tan and Mm -hmm. you can't really balance it in exactly embrace yourself because I believe the way we naturally glow is from our own confidence and from our own inner self yeah I completely agree with that that was a nice little note to leave off with but (laughs) I guess one more kind of more current thing at least that I've been seeing a big trend on is celebrity skincare so what is your take on that oh my god so celebrity skincare have been all over my social media Mm -hmm. um I've seen celebrities with least for example Hailey Bieber she has her road skincare um Kim and Kylie they have Kylie skin and KKW beauty and then Mm -hmm. and then JLo she she had like a like a little olive oil like controversy (laughs) yeah and then and then even Travis Barker which is very very shockly and then I heard Brad Pitt even released one too yeah and just left and right everywhere so okay so I guess there's pros and cons to celebrity skincare well the biggest con is that they can be hella expensive like I've literally seen celebrity skincare for a moisturizer that was like 300 400 dollars and I'm just yeah. like who are you trying to target here because you do realize like the average person cannot spend that much on a moisturizer like I go to my CVS and I see CeraVe and if it's over like 20 bucks I'm just like I don't know is it really worth it because personally yeah. like I, of course I want good skin but then I don't want to spend my whole life savings on it mm-hmm. so and then there's also affordable affordable quote-unquote from Haley Bieber I know she has her road skincare and they mm-hmm. range from like $16 and stuff but then again I've heard stuff about people saying when they receive like the package she actually puts very little formula into it or very little stuff and like That's interesting I don't know and then that. like the and then like the tubes or like the I don't know yeah what do they mm-hmm. call them? like tubes? it's more like air yeah. in them than the yeah, actual product like more air there's more air in it so I'm just like well mm. then it's kind of a little bit like on the expensive side because you're not given the full yeah you know yeah yeah no I mean, too. for me how I personally feel towards it is like like you said there's good and bad there's pros and cons I feel like I guess the pros would be if you're someone who's like genuinely like passionate about skincare you've done your research and like you've you really like built up like your knowledge of it and you want to partner up with like I don't know like a brand or like a dermatologist to create your own skincare line I think that I don't see too much harm in that but then again like there are celebrities who are like that but then completely like upscale their prices where it's like okay this is just marketing at this point but I think the cons of celebrity skincare is, um, for example, uh, like Kim Kardashian's skincare line, right? Like it's like, I think it's like nine steps. Um, so it's a very excessive kind of routine. Um, and while she did partner up with, um, I think it was her own 
facialist or dermatologist. I'm not sure, but she's a very like well-known um, skincare expert. Um, so, she, so Kim Kardashian partnered up with her to create her skincare line. And so you kind of have that reassurance that, okay, like this is going to be like, they know what they're doing in a way. But I don't know if you watch these videos on YouTube or not, Celine, but there's like this one YouTuber, like Susan Yara, and like oh, those yeah. people who kind of react to like, um, like yeah. Kim Kardashian posts like a like skincare kind of how-to about her new line, then she'll react to it. And she's like, I guess a skincare expert. She has her own skincare line as well called Naturium. Right. And so, you know, I was like looking at her video and like, there were a lot of like kind of interesting takes about her skincare line because I guess some products may be too harsh, some products may not work for everyone and like using them in the same routine is also maybe not the best idea. So there's a lot of like those factors with it. And I think like that's kind of where it may not turn out so good. But yeah, that's just how I feel. Yeah, that's how I feel too. And then usually when we see these videos on celebrities, like for example, Vogue, Beauty Seekers or Harper's Bazaar, like Get Ready With Me, they don't mention like what type of skin the celebrity has. I think that's what's very confusing in the whole celebrity skincare and how they promote is that we only see them promote the skincare, but we don't actually know what this, what type of skin the celebrity has. So that's just what I what I really noticed when I came across these like videos and um, all these advertisements about celeb skincare. It's like we don't there's not clear information on what type of skin the celebrity has. Yeah, and um, even though they use like very um, basic products, like some I know some they still use like hyaluronic acid and stuff, which is a very key ingredient in the mm -hmm. skincare community. We'll talk more about that as we go along. But hyaluronic acid, like it's a pretty broad ingredient. Like you can use that like on like multiple skin types. So there's mm -hmm. really no like narrowing down specifically what skin type they have. Like us as the audience, we don't know any background history of the celebrity having, yeah. you know, skin problems. Yeah. And this also ranges from when you're little, like we said before, hormonal changes and what skin type, like as you get older, like your skin type really doesn't change. Like you may mm -hmm. not get a lot of pimples or breakouts anymore, but your overall skin type, I would say, I guess the barrier doesn't change. Mm -hmm. So we don't know this information from them. So that's just how I view celebrity skincare. It's like, yeah, do I know if I can really trust them if I don't know your whole, you know, history. Maybe I'm just yeah. a very analytical person, but no, that's no, just but I, I agree. Yeah. Because like, like we said, with the whole transparency thing, especially like because they're doing these videos on like Vogue and like Harper's Bazaar or whatever, they're on like such a huge platform and they already have such a big following. So it's like your audience is, you know, you can probably get, you know, people in the audience to be like, oh, like maybe I should buy that because my favorite celebrity is using it too, like stuff like that. And I think like, especially when it's very expensive products like La Mer or like um, 
Dr. Barbara Stern, like those types of products, like, you know, you, you just don't know what's going to happen on your own skin. So it's like, take it with a grain of salt. But an example I actually wanted to give in terms of like this whole Vogue and Harper's Bazaar thing that I noticed was when celebrities get endorsed for their products or they're like um, campaigning, they're on like the campaign board or something. And specifically, I love Sydney Sweeney and I like loved her on Euphoria, everything. Um, but I remember like looking at her first um, kind of like skincare routine video and she was using all of her own products. Like some were affordable and like some, like it made sense. And it was like, oh, like I, I, I like genuinely like the routine after I finished watching that video. But then, you know, fast forward to maybe, I don't know, maybe a couple months or like a year after that first video was released, she was the kind of face of Laneige and she filmed like a new skincare routine, like get unready with me video with like, again, one of these like bigger platforms, Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, one of them. And most of the products were all of the Laneige products. And when I looked at that, I was like, like, it could be two things. One, she genuinely uses them and likes them. Or two, it's just she's advertising them because she's the face of the brand. And I think that's also something that could mislead a lot of people. Right. Because it's like, you know, what do you actually enjoy these products? Or is it because you're on the screen and like, it's a good way for you to kind of voice out? you know, buy these products, stuff like that. Right. And going on, I also saw another Harper's Bazaar regarding this, um, especially I think it was Arena Shake and, you know, Mm. she's a gorgeous supermodel. And I feel like especially supermodels definitely play a play, play in this whole skincare because typically we've used you know supermodels as like oh my gosh you're gorgeous human beings like they have no imperfections no flaws um and I saw that she did a video with um Harper's Bazaar again it was a get get on ready with me and I noticed that all of her products were sponsored by aloe in case you don't know aloe yoga skincare and it was later when I found out that she was actually the face of aloe but then here's the thing. Usually, I guess like for these videos, if it was sponsored by a certain brand, like they would probably mention it in like the description or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I saw that Chris Bazaar didn't. So I personally don't know if she uses, actually uses um, Aloe Beauty products or it, is it just because she's sponsored by it? Yeah. You know? With what you're saying, actually, I actually... Um... I actually think they don't need to put in the bottom of the video that it's sponsored because I remember seeing um, another supermodels video. I think it was, no, it wasn't Barbara Palvin. It was um, Emily Ratajkowski and she was doing like her hair routine, right? Um, And I noticed that every single one of the products was from a certain brand. And whenever I see something like that on like one of these videos, it always, I, it like the flag raises in my head. I'm like, hmm, like, is that just a coincidence or is there like a marketing thing going on? 
usually I feel like it will end up being a marketing thing one way or another. And that doesn't mean that the celebrity using them doesn't like the product. Maybe they genuinely do, but you know, it's like killing two birds with one stone, I guess. Right. But I don't think they need to really disclose like if they, if they say, oh no, like I genuinely like these products. That's why I'm going to use them like to the producers, whoever. Right then it's kind of like, oh, okay, then then we don't really need to like disclose. Like, that's how I think it would kind of happen. Like if I was the celebrity doing that video and like I wanted to endorse my brand, the whatever brand without kind of making it too obvious, I feel like that's what I would do. But then again, like we don't really know what happens behind the scenes, but I definitely think it's like a little red flag thing when you know certain things like that. Right. And to me, it's kind of like, like it's like the right message that they want to um express about how skincare is important in this society but it's kind of like the wrong delivery in my mm-hmm. opinion yeah right, that's right. okay yeah I mean so, yeah go ahead I feel like just to kind of end this little celebrity skincare note on a better term there are so many people out there who are doing really good by the skincare community like there's Hiram for example um and then you have people like legit dermatologists now because of TikTok who are expanding to social media to kind of put their knowledge and factual um tips out there for people who may be getting misleaded by these like fabs that they see on social media. So I feel like there are a lot of good things that are happening now in terms of skincare. But yeah, so I guess now to kind of transition into more of the products with skincare, what is your take on, you know, La Mer $200 cream and like Dr. Barbara Sturm's like, I don't even know, like, is it like a hundred dollars? I was really on the I was really on the website the other day and I saw like moisturizers or like exfoliators and stuff for like 200 300 bucks. That's crazy. Oh I'm just like I couldn't I like I said before I would not spend that much money personally on mm-hmm. on those products just because like I've looked at I've looked at their ingredients list and some mm-hmm. of the most ex- basic ingredients like niacinamide um hyaluronic acid and all those other basic products like it's you're paying mostly for for the name of the brand just like you know designer designer handbags we don't like you don't really pay for the quality you just pay for the brand because it's like oh I'm using this so I guess it's kind of like a flex but really yeah it's like they use the most basic ingredients and then just target to specific people Mm-hmm. And then kind of like, okay, well, if you have this and you can afford a lot of things in your life, you know? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like an interesting thing to kind of see because it's like, like you said, like the most basic skincare ingredients are being marketed way above their price. And of course, at that point, you're paying more for the brand and the name of it than the actual ingredient, I would say, but it's just very interesting. And of course, these are premium skincare brands. They're marketed towards a specific audience. So it's not like they're forcing people who cannot afford these types of products. Oh, you need this or else your skin's going to go whack. Like, no. So they're well in their right to kind of, you know, 
go about marketing this however they want, right? But I just think it's very interesting because just because something is expensive and it's very premium looking or has very premium marketing you know, terminology and stuff doesn't mean that it's going to work any better than something that's very simple will. Right, right, exactly. Okay, so we've seen skin, we mentioned skincare tips on TikTok and we mentioned celebrity um, skincare and how they use your platform to spread. Mm -hmm. And then some celebrities I know, they use your platform to spread info that is not like scientifically accurate or research accurate and I know when is Paul Trow you know I love her in Iron Man she Mm -hmm. MJ but let's let's be real she's come under she's come under fire for multiple things yeah she's she's done and it's like to me it's like it's kind of like funny when I read about this but then it's also kind of not what when I see like a lot of people do like she has a huge following you know she's one of the most mm-hmm. famous actresses she has in Hollywood. her own skincare brand which is yeah. even more concerning to me like what? yeah exactly exactly which is kind of like I'm I'm just kind of like like I get you know if she's like a celebrity like she knows that people will follow her like regardless but it's kind of like if you're going to promote something like at least have it be scientifically accurate or research accurate you can like you can just you know go and like partner up with like um like professionals who are in this field and just promote the right stuff on your website but yeah I know come under fire for a lot of things that she's had and said yeah yeah Yeah. for those listening who don't know exactly what the video was about it was like her get ready with me with I think it was was it like Vogue or Harper's like one of those big um platforms and she's doing her routine and then it got to the point where it was time to apply sunscreen right and she took a she took out a sunscreen okay but then she's like I don't know what she said exactly but she's like oh you know I really only believe that this should be used on the high points of the face where the sun touches where the sun will touch right or the sun will like hit your face yeah and I'm just like I'm oh just, my goodness oh God. I'm, I'm just like I, dude. I wish I wish that's how it works but it's not I'm like dude UV rays can hit anywhere in your body exactly <laughs> like, like that that was just very yeah I don't know like that that was just and and of course she came under fire for it a lot of people just were appalled I guess by her doing this and like I said she has her own brand and skincare line which it's like like that to me is like crazy that you could have your own skincare line and stuff where you're selling you know whatever you're making up to other people and your facts aren't even you know scientifically correct like that's exactly just like exactly and then I've seen like a lot of, um, like a lot of um, products on her website. Like I know when some celebrities they release like you know their own like collagen powders or like mm-hmm. their own other other like some super powder thing or whatever. 
And then I look at the ingredients list and it's really like no different from just a basic, you know, and I know how collagen can be expensive at times, but it's like the way they charge it, the way they market it, it's like way above the price point where it's just, yeah, again, it falls down to simple ingredients. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's like a lot of these, I want to use the word excessive only because like you really don't need them, but it's like, it, they they market it in a way where it's like oh like if you have this your skin is gonna be like like it's gonna look like a filter it's gonna be like this it's gonna be like that and like that is not really the case at all because one everything takes time it's gonna be a gradual process but two like okay even if you took like collagen powder for example like I remember I actually I actually bought collagen powder like it was like this blue thing I think I got it from like Target or something and was it the collagen like peptides thing yeah yeah (laughs) I have that in my house too yeah yeah and I I bought it and one the taste was just I couldn't I couldn't even like do it religiously because I was the taste just put me off so much but two like honestly after like a couple weeks of doing it I didn't feel any different or like look any different than I had before I had taken it so you know maybe it was doing some good to my body internally but it's like these things that are marketed towards people like it's not needed you guys like right exactly save your money save your efforts do something that you've researched yourself and are confident in doing and yeah yeah and I think there was like an article from like the Huff Post who also mentioned about celebrity skincare like yes they can be worth it at at the end of the day but then it has to target your specific skincare needs like make sure you yeah. like what Alexia said you've done your research you've talked to a professional and then mm-hmm. you know you you've done all that and then you can choose um whether you want to do celebrity skincare or not but also keep in mind that there are um, affordable brands or affordable products at from a non-celebrity skincare brand that can work wonders on your skin as well exactly and I think so many of them are like they need more hype because some of them are amazing and their price points are amazing their ingredients like the way it's formulated is like top-notch but because of these celebrity skincare brands I feel like sometimes they might get shadowed in a way like they might not be able to you know target their full audience because there's this oh like new celebrity that just came out with their line and like took all the (laughs) took all the momentum away so I feel like that kind of sucks but you know I just think at the end of the day each person needs to just take this into their own hands do not be easily influenced and just you know do what's best for you that's a great way to close today's 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 first episode I know today was I mean this is a very big step for Celine and I we are very excited to kind of continue this journey and yeah we're going to be coming up with new and exciting topics going forward so stay tuned yeah bye guys bye